The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs. We want to make sure that you understand that these devotions, these daily devotions, are some, not the full, but some of my spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, except they bring joy into your heart. That's good. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. The way things look could be in the next two minutes. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't, but we could if we decide we want to be doers and not just hearers of the word humor. That will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow at the same time, real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we just really don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, going through that process where you have to actually engage with other people in other circumstances, in other situations, and making sure that as Bible-believing, born-again Christians, we do this in partnership with the Lord so that everything we're doing revolves around him and his kingdom and seeking him first. What a great idea. Seek first the kingdom of God. Hmm. Who said that before? Hmm. Anyhow, if you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we encourage you to not let it die of loneliness. If you have a praise report or a prayer request, if you have uh, some kind of question, you're just like, eh, I want to get a little bit of hand on this, we'll do our best to answer. We can answer answer quantum physics questions really quickly, but telling you how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, that could be a little tougher. So you just have to be patient. Here's the bottom line. If you want to reach out to us, you call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you do that, Terrific T answers the phone, and it is terrific. You can also text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. And also you can send us an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org, which of course leads us to the website. Not going to say anything other than check out hemustincrease.org. Website, he must increase.org, he must increase.org. Email David at he must increase.org. Facebook, 
he must increase ministry. You too, he must increase ministry. Alright, so you guys want to check that out? It's all good. I think you'll enjoy it. There's some cool stuff on there. I think it's kind of fun. Uh, a couple things to cover with you. For those that were uh, with us on Monday, we brought this up. So in my doctoral studies, I am now entering my final class. Yay! And then once that's done, I have to do something called a project. And one of the things that we're trying to get the university to do is bend a little <laughs> and uh, be willing to work with us because typically all their projects involve churches and local churches and things of that nature. We're trying to get them to bend a little for the radio show. So we're asking you a question, just a simple question, uh, and that it's not something I need immediate answers on or anything like that. We've got about six, five, four weeks to really get into it. Bottom line is we want to know from your perspective what we can do for the show to make it more of a blessing to people. That's it. Nothing weird, nothing bizarre. Where you know we've talked about well, can we expand it? Would that be a blessing? Can we connect voices and faces and maybe have a gathering, a collective gathering? Is there other things that we could be doing? And so some people have been calling in with that, emailing with that, texting with those suggestions. Keep them going. We want to keep it open. We're just looking at different ways to do this, and then we're going to make that presentation to the university, and if they give us the go, then we'll be able to do the project on that, and that would be the first time ever that a live Christian radio show has been used as a doctorate process. So we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, Bottom line, though, we'll get to that. You are able to reach out to us on those couple of ways that we told you. I do want to let you know something that's kind of, let me just say this, kind of tech oriented. Uh, I have been under a little bit of a barrage of uh, bad phone calls, uh, which is not really that abnormal. And so I put a new kind of blocker on there. So if you're texting me and I'm not seeing it, it's possible that that's uh, the case. So I want people to just text just to make sure it's working because that'll just help me know what's going on. In the meantime, we don't uh, wait around. We go right into it. And today we're going into it. We're going to be talking in the book of Colossians. As you know, we're in Colossians and we're in chapter three. And I just want to pick it up where we left off and go right to the heart of the matter. It says, let the word of Christ richly dwell within you as you teach and admonish one another which means that we should be teaching and admonishing one another, which, by the way, means we should be teaching and admonishing one another with all wisdom. Okay, good idea to use wisdom. And as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. One of the things that Paul talks about here when he writes this letter to to the Colossians is simply he gives three quick identifiers. I'm not sure these are the only ways to do it. And people that get legalistic go, well, he only mentions hymns and psalms and spiritual songs. So I don't think you can really do an acoustical. I'm like, okay, that's called legalism. And we don't need more legalistic Larrys. We need uh, much better grace-oriented people. One of the things he talks about is psalms being one of the things that sung. It's important for people to recognize that the psalms are songs. So every time we're reading it, we're like going, oh, that psalm is so good. It speaks so much to me. I love it so much. It was originally composed with a musical accompaniment. That doesn't mean that it doesn't have value without the music, of course, but it's just important to note that these are songs. These are things that are expressions from man to God. And one thing that the psalm does probably better than anything else 
is captures the human up and down engagement with God. And that's why we love the Psalms. You read it and you go, I, I get that. I get that. I love that. I understand that. Wow, that's fantastic. That kind of thing is uh, really stirring in our, our process. Plus, it also keeps us mindful of God, which is important. Plus, the Psalms is the Word of God. And, you know, you, the Scripture says in Psalm 19.7, uh, the, the law of the Lord is perfect, able to restore the soul. And so the Word of God, the law of God, the truth of God is able to restore and rejuvenate us and that is in the Psalms. So it's like, oh, that's totally cool. And then it talks about hymns. And a lot of people who have studied hymnology, yep, yep, there's really a, there's a real thing called hymnology, I swear. Uh, and uh, you get to find out that many hymns, don't be upset, but many hymns, especially some of the ones that Wesley wrote, were actual tunes of the day that were taken and then modified to be songs that could be sung in church because the melodies were good and so on and so forth. And then spiritual songs would pretty much cover the gamut for all of us who have been around before Hillsong, you know, back in the day when you go into Daniel Amos, when you go way, way, way back to uh, to to some of the earlier uh, people and Phil Kagey in his, the early days, that's all the spiritual songs realms, and people are like, you can only sing hymns. Well, that's not what it says in the Bible. Well, you can only sing psalms. That's not what it says. Well, you should never sing uh, uh, hymns. Well, that's not what it says either. So legalism can go two ways. It can go legalistic because we demand to be free or legalism because we don't allow anything new to come in. It's like both those directions are wrong. One of the things that I happen to like, just me personally, is I love how they've taken some of the old hymns and they've uh, retooled the music on them, and uh, sometimes they use the acoustic guitar, and, it's, and some of them are just fantastic. It's just very worshipful because the words are fantastic, and then the music is really good, and I love all that stuff. Here's what the Scripture says, though. We should be singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in our hearts. Okay? I just want to stop there. It doesn't say – it does say in other places gratitude from our lips, but it doesn't here in this text. What it says is that we are supposed to sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in our hearts. And what that has to do with is the inside of us being thankful. When you go to church, sometimes you you don't know the music. Like, I don't know every song. I, I, maybe you guys know every song. I don't know every song. But the bottom line is when you're singing and when you're you know following the words on the Thing or what are you doing? The idea is to be grateful or appreciative or acknowledging of the goodness of God. You're not there as a spectacle. You're not there to watch a concert. You're not there just to listen to a lecture. That's none of that. What the pastor is doing, what the worship leaders and the worship people that help him and the sound people are doing, what you're doing is collectively worshiping God. Part of the teaching on the word has to do with worship, even though people don't say that. The worship has to do with giving. Worship has to do with service. Worship has to do with teaching. Worship has to do with loving. It's everybody gathering together to honor God's mission, not for everybody to come up with their own mission. God's mission, tell the world 
about Jesus Christ. All right, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. You don't know what's going to happen in one minute, let alone one hour from now. And God, who it's impossible for God to lie, has made this commitment, made this offer, made this opportunity to both you and me and all of us around. The simplicity is that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And that the wages of that sin, the wages falling short, is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And God, demonstrating his love for us, sent Jesus Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. There is nothing more important than that principle right there, the hope that is offered to believers who acknowledge and surrender to the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's what's being offered. That's what gives you encouragement. That's what enables you to go on. You're going to have a lot of sorrow in this life. Job said it best, a man's days are few and full of trouble. But in the next, there is something so wonderful that even in man's mind, we cannot retain it. For eye has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither can the heart comprehend, can't even receive the great things which God has prepared for them that love him. There's such a great thing that's coming for us, such a great place, such a wondrous place. But you got to acknowledge the invitation. You got to say yes. Because if you don't say yes, you're not going to that wedding. The wedding of the Lamb. Don't be that person. Don't be that person that rejects it. Don't be that person that lives in sorrow, in grief, and in sadness. Don't be that person. Be the one that says yes. So that you can be a part of the great wedding feast, that you can be a part of the great celebration. Oh, life is much more than this 60, 70, 80, 90 years. It's eternity on the line. And if you've already said yes, rest in the comfort. Rest in that place. Rest in that goodness. That all is well. And even on this side, if it's hard, on the other side, it's glorious. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here goes our very first trivia question. Here we go. Here we go. What animals went rushing over a cliff into the sea? What animals went rushing over a cliff into the sea in the Gospels? What animal was that? If you remember, there was a group of animals. Choo, off the off the edge they went. 
What kind of animal was that? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. That's the number to call. 214-210-8483. That is the number to text. And then also, if you want to send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Somebody already calling in, so that's good. We're glad to hear that. See that? You know, process that. Yay! Uh, and then the text is working. I just got that one from Joanne and Cordelia. Very funny, though, the way they said it. <laughs> I told them they're amazing. They're crazy, but they're amazing. All right. Uh, do we have somebody that's going to answer? Okay. Leaning over. Leaning over. Here I go. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Alicia. Hi, Alicia. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How has your week been going? Has it been a decent week? It has been great. Awesome. That is fantastic. I'm really glad to hear that. I always get blessed when people are doing good. All right. This is a classic, not a tough one, but a fun one, a little bit. What kind of animal, what kind of animals went rushing over the cliff into the sea? Pigs. That is correct, Amanda! That is right. That's right. And so people, I, I've always found that funny. People are like, well, you know, demons can only get into people. It's like, yeah, I'm looking at this story where all these pigs go off the edge. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I got this idea. Maybe not so much. Anyhow, excellent job. Did you know it right away? Did you have to think about it? Yeah. Or just knew? Okay, there you go. Yeah, I'm <laughs> You're a pro. <laughs> That's awesome. Great job. I appreciate it very much. Well, thank you. Okay. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. What am I doing? I think I'm doing – oh, you want to do DNA real fast? Let's do DNA. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. I just can't stress that enough. N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. And you know what? You should know what Jesus and his words are too, like Jesus' words. You should know those. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve because our service means sensitivity to the Lord and sensitivity to people. It really comes down to we are not the focal point of everything we do every single day. I know that's hard to think of in terms of, well, I've got to go to the dentist or I've got to go to school or I've got to go to work. I understand that. But the idea behind this from a practical point of view is to think as you encounter other people, Lord, is there anything that you want me to say or do for this person? I just want to be available. It's really making yourself available to be used by the Lord, even just to smile at somebody. And you think, well, that doesn't matter. You know, I disagree. I think sometimes when people smile at you, it makes you feel a little better. That's just you know my way of looking at it. If you don't agree, that's fine. Uh, I'm not going to call you Eeyore on the air. I'll do that when I'm off the air. All right, so bottom <laughs> is that terrible or what? That's terrible. Okay, we're going to get into the teaching now. What's it? Uh, nah, we'll skip it and then we'll do that on the other one. Okay, all right, that's fine. T is checking it with me, making sure I got everything going right. Because <laughs> I don't. You know, that's how it goes. All right, let's go back to Colossians chapter 3, and I want to pick it back up and kind of walk through it kind of in sequence because it's a better way to approach it. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, which everybody should be aware of that. The word should be in you richly, not poorly. I think everybody knows what richly means here. As you teach and admonish one another. That's what we're supposed to do is teach and admonish one another. It's not just teachers who teach. 
right? Oh, they were professional teachers in the church. It's like, yeah, that's the saddest thing there is. Everybody's supposed to be a teacher. Everybody's supposed to be an admonisher. You know what they've done is they've classified and put between the between the platform and the then the people in the audience. They've there's a barrier. There shouldn't be a barrier. Okay, it, it just shouldn't be there. That's not what the intent of God is. So the overall process here is with the wisdom the Lord's given us. We're also supposed to be singing psalms, yay, hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in our hearts, which means it's not just on our lips, which means we really mean it. Now, that doesn't mean that you're always smiling. Okay, this is in reference to giving acknowledgement to God. It's kind of a collective gathering. But when you're doing that, there should be a genuine, sincere, inward, real appreciation. Lip service might be great for your neighbor, but God sees the heart. And that's why that doesn't work. Then he says this in verse 17, kind of giving a summation to what he was talking about prior. He's about to go into Christian households. He's about to talk about men and women. But before he does all that, he says this in verse 17, whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I find this passage, it's just such a challenge, but it's like whatever you're going to do, do it in the name of the Lord. Which also means that if you're a person who goes on social media and you post really nasty things, that's bad. <laughs> I don't care. Well, those people are terrible, Dave. I hope God opens up the earth and swallows them whole. Okay, first of all, the scripture says pray for your leaders, not against them. It doesn't say pray against them anywhere. Number two, whatever we do in word or in deed, whatever that is, we do it in the name of Jesus, which means we are conscious, we are aware that we represent Jesus. And I want to say this in the I'm going to say this in the I think one of the more clear ways that, that I can. Ezekiel 36. If you'll get into Ezekiel 36, if you'll get into the passage and you, you, you'll study it, you'll see that it's very important that what we do, we do in the name of the Lord. And the Lord is watching that. And in Ezekiel 36 makes it pretty clear. Actually, it's 34, 35, and 36. But it makes it very clear that God wants to make sure his name is honored by the activities and the actions and the words of his people. So this is not a new concept. It's what we do. We do it in the name of the Lord. We do it to bring honor to him. The Lord is watching. He is aware of what's going on, and he wants us to do that so that every action that we have, every deed that we take, every word that we speak, at least we're more conscious of God. I'm not thinking you're going to turn around and be perfect at this. I'm not perfect at this. Uh, I've met all of the just so many of the great, great leaders of our of our church to this day, and they're not capable of it the way that you know you you would think Jesus would do it. But we should all be seeking to be more conscious of Jesus Christ in everything we say or do. We not only need to see with Jesus, we need to speak with Jesus, and we need to act with Jesus. You need to see with Jesus, speak with Jesus, and act with Jesus. That's what you got to do. 
And then he says this, and it's a double, what we would call a double. He says, as you sing hymns or psalms, hymns, spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. So there's the gratitude in your heart. Okay, whatever you do in word and deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Jesus. So in one part right there in verse uh, 16, he's mentioning to uh, everybody, hey, you got to have attitude of gratitude inside your heart. And then on the back side of it, he says, hey, when you're, when you're doing stuff, you should be thankful to God. There's a lot of people that are anti-thank-God-for-everything kind of attitude. I appreciate that, 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 that when you're going through a really tough time, it's very difficult to be thankful. But the thankfulness is trusting that God will bring something out of it. Not that you're in the pain at the moment, but that after the pain, there's something greater that's coming. And if you want a reference point, after the crucifixion came the resurrection. And it was because of the joy that was set before him, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, that Jesus was enabled, was enabled by the power of the Holy Spirit and by his awareness of the mission and the accomplishment of the mission and by the community he had with the Father, he was able to endure. And that's what we want. We want that, that thing right there, that. We want that. And so it's this attitude of gratitude that's on the inside. It's an expression of that that's thanksgiving on the outside. It's whatever you do in word or deed, you do it with Jesus right next to you because here's a great message for you. He's right next to you. In fact, he's even closer. He's inside you. He's the Holy Spirit. You think, well, the Holy Spirit's not Jesus. The Holy Spirit fulfills the ministry of Jesus Christ on earth right now inside of you, everywhere you go. And so the idea behind this is for us to have an attitude, a disposition that approaches this with a Christ-likeness. And that's what we want. Now, I I will say this as the, not a caveat, but I will say this. So I I mean, some of you have been a Christian a lot longer than I have, and you've done a lot better, by the way, in the walk than I've done. I've only done okay. Sometimes not so okay. And I know that the Lord is making me more into the image of Jesus Christ, glory by glory and step by step. And I'm not there yet, but I'm not going to stop seeking to be there because what the Lord God Almighty wants for me and you and for all of us is to reflect Jesus Christ more and more in our lives. And here you have this, that the word of Christ dwell in you richly, have an attitude that's along that that lines of thankfulness and gratefulness. Make sure that whatever you do in word or deed, you do it in the name of Jesus. And give thanks to the Father through Jesus Christ. I think you're getting the message there. That's his message to the church at Colossians. Isn't that cool? All right. Going to take our break here. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Most of my life it feels like I've been running. The David Spoon Experience is now run by He Must Increase Ministry. 
What this means is that we are no longer operating as a regular business, but as a nonprofit ministry that is devoted to increasing the ministry of Jesus Christ. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Bible believers, the wounded and forgotten believers, and the not yet believers through biblical truths. We are funded by listeners like yourselves and ministry partners that want to provide sponsorships for the show. Your donations are 100% tax deductible. And the great news is, if you donate to our ministry and help us advance the kingdom of God, we won't give you a thing. That's right, you'll get no special prize or gimmick. You won't ever get an anointed Bible or penny in acrylic so that you're never penniless or a guarantee that you'll become rich just because you gave. Your giving will support our unique idea of biblical encouragement. And what you'll receive is a receipt for your giving at the end of the year. It's all about sowing and reaping. Cast your bread upon the water and it will return to you. And if you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. But you'll be laying up treasures in heaven. And that's the most excellent place to receive the best return for the longest time on your investment. What happens if you don't give? Nothing except more commercials like this one. Let's spare everyone from more commercials like this one. Go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. And give if you're led to and if you're able to. Let's keep the show going and help increase its time and reach. You must like this show a little bit because, after all, you're hearing this commercial, right? Thank you. What is the David Spoon experience? Is because heaven is not some statuesque place where people go there and then freeze. Wait, I'm in heaven. I'm standing. Nope, I can't sit. Wait, no, I'm in heaven. I'm sitting. No, wait, I can't stand. Where does that kind of concept of heaven come from? Well, is he standing or is he sitting? I'm going to go with he's doing both. He's standing on this one. He's sitting on this one. Over there, he could be doing a Scooby-Doo act. I don't know what he's doing. All I know is that heaven is not about frozen people that don't move. And if we don't get a better handle on what heaven is, we're going to lose our communication of our hope to a hope that's based on 72 virgins, which guarantees you after 73 times, it's not the fun it was the 72 times. It's so ridiculous. And that's the hope we're not winning on? You have got to be kidding me. The David Spoon Experience.